0: your past first point guard and trailblazers reporter mike richmond you're listening to another episode of locked on blazers part of the locked on podcast network available wherever you get podcasts and also on youtube thanks for making this show your first listen every single day five days a week free on all platforms the only daily trailblazers podcast tap in in the morning make it your first listen every single day it's locked on blazers your team every day in today's show whoof the Blazers play what's probably their last true dress rehearsal before the regular season begins. They have one more preseason game, but it's likely to not look much like regular season basketball, and they look bad. They go into Sacramento, and they looked bad. Let's unpack all of the bad. We'll also talk about Josh Hart, who seems to have won the starting job, what that means for the rest of the Blazers Uh the rest of the Blazers' rotation, what it means for Hart himself as you're starting small forward, and the Blazers waved a couple guys, and including Brandon Williams, meaning they have two two-way spots available. We'll close the show, talking about what they do with the final couple spots on the back half of their roster. Let's start in Sacramento. Oh, okay. Let's start here. I plan out this show, you know, I want to bring you a good show, right? So I'm taking a couple notes to uh, to get started on the show, and I'm hoping that the Blazers play a game that is like, even if they don't win, I don't care about the fourth quarter anyways, but like they play competitive enough that we can talk basketball stuff, right? Like, oh, you know, here's how they're playing a little bit faster and how it impacts them. And here's how they're moving Dame off the ball a little bit. And in general, what we've seen from their off ball movement and like little news, fun stuff from the offense, we've realized we're not talking, we can't, we, can't, we got to cross that out. I got crossed out of the notebook pretty early in this one. Because this was a game that was largely a dress rehearsal for three quarters and the Blazers got their butts kicked by a team that ostensibly should be behind them in the standings. If the Blazers are worse than the Kings, you're looking at a team that does not make the play-in round, a bad basketball team. Another thing real quick. I pledge to take the preseason more seriously. Uh, Two years ago, the Blazers were installing a new defensive system under Terry Stotts. They were Awful at it in the preseason. They were just getting shelled. As soon as the season started, they were a pretty bad basketball team, like pr- pretty quickly. They were like clearly not going to be good on defense, one of the worst defensive teams in the league. Last year under, under Chauncey Billups, they got throttled in the preseason, absolutely throttled. And when the season started, they were a bad basketball team. They didn't recover the same way they did the prior year. They were just, they, they pulled the plug like they never have before. They were, they were bad the whole year long. Bad to begin with, then never got good, basically at any point. Because of those two experiences, because of the last two seasons, I said the exhibition season, this time I'm going to take it more seriously. I'm not going to poo-poo it as just preseason basketball. Because in the past I have said preseason, eh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It matters. It is an indicator of whether you're like not whether you're like championship good. But if you do not put together good basketball games as the Blazers did not do in their last real outing against the Utah Jazz and did not do against the Sacramento Kings, what is the thing I am supposed to point to and say, well, you know, if they just do this, Jerry Grant looks like a good basketball player. I think Josh Hart can help. I'm not every time shot the ball better in this game. They're a, they look like a bad basketball team right now. I don't think you can call it any other way. It doesn't mean they're going to be a bad basketball team for 80 regular season games, but I have very little confidence in them coming out of the gates to a hot start. And it's because the last two years have given me enough direction to say, like, yes, the preseason matters. This game in, in Sacramento absolutely matters. And here's why it matters. The Blazers get up 70 points in the first half. Got shelled. Shelled. King scored 38 in the second quarter. No box score. I I pledge to not do box score stuff when the games matter, but like, sorry, I I read the box score. When the games matter, we will do real box score stuff. I promise. I promise we'll actually talk about what happens in the games. But in the preseason, I want to talk bigger picture, bigger picture, but we'll zoom in to zoom out. 70 points in the first half, 38 points in the second quarter. They just they gave up points. Whatever the Kings wanted, they went and got it. Both teams played largely their starting groups. Uh, the Blazers were without Justice Winslow, but they started Damian Lillard, Amphrey Simons, Josh Hart, Jeremy Grant, and Yusuf Nurkic. The Kings started what's probably going to be their group, and if for, the, for the first three-plus quarters... This was a dress rehearsal of two teams playing this like a regular season game and the Blazers were down nearly 20 at halftime, gave up 70 points in the first half. I think the Kings are going to be a really good offensive team this year. Like, I think they have enough offensive talent to be pretty good. Like, this is like a borderline, if not higher, top 10 offense. Like, they're going to be good on offense. They've got some They've got some dudes who can score. Sabonis so and, and, and Fox and Keegan Murray looks really good. And I like the parts that they added with Hunter and, and Monk and stuff. Like, they can play. Obviously, HB, my boy. Uh, but uh, I'm a <laughs> legend. Uh, but, like, they're not this good. They're not 70 points. They're not hang 140 on you good. Like, come on. You gotta, be mo- you gotta add some resistance to that. Also, I think the Kings shot unsustainably hot from three in this game. I believe they made 12 threes in the first half. So they should have made nine. Should have made three less threes. Nine threes in the first half is still way too many. Like, it's... The excuses are built in. I think the Kings are a pretty good offensive team, and they took advantage of the Blazers. I think the Kings shot unsustainably well, and they took advantage of the Blazers. I think the Blazers shot some bricks that they can make. Like I think the, their offense, just shooting wise, was worse than it, it, it typically would be. Just like if you say, "Hey, everyone shoots their averages," type of thing. Absolutely, absolutely true. The Kings probably played a little better, and the Blazers shot a little better, and the, and the Blazers shot a little bit worse. Absolutely true, undeniable. Everything else is on the table and they sucked and you saw it. Even even with the even with the even with the shooting caveats. Blazers' defense looks bad again. This is t- supposed to be a team that took a step forward. They're missing Justice Winslow. They're missing Gary Payton. They can get better on that end. Is it, if you believe Gary Payton and Justice Winslow are going to take a team that looks like this on Sunday evening in Sacramento and put them in the top half of the league on defense, you are more optimistic than I. It's like a bad defensive team, and the offense still looks clunky. Uh, Dame didn't play well in this game. Like he didn't, he didn't, he didn't shoot well, uh, and, and that kind of is what it is. Like if Dame struggles, the Blazers are going to struggle. Uh, but st- offense still looks a little clunky, and defense looks horrific. And Yusuf Nurkish looked terrible in this game. And I don't want to pile all on Nurk because I think it's, in, in some ways it's unfair to pile on Nurk, but I will pile on the rest of the roster. Here's the problem with Nurk struggling. Who the hell do they go to? What do they do on a night when Nurk struggles? This is, this is, they're just really, really thin up front to the point where they're so reliant on Yusuf Nurkic and, and whatever, that's fine. I think like Nurk's going to have bad games. He could have like, you know, he he might, everyone has bad nights, but the problem isn't that like, oh, Yusuf Nurkic is so unreliable and all these things. And I do think he looks a little, a little, a little out of shape. Uh, I think that's real. Uh, That's... For sure, that's he does not look like a dude who's who's in peak physical form. But th- even without like putting this on Nurk and saying this is at your feet, you're you're all this. He is too important to this roster based on the way the roster is built. They just don't have another NBA quality center that they can say it is not Nurk's night. Let's go this direction. They don't have one on the roster. They can't afford him to play poorly, and he is someone who struggled with consistency. This is a. I'm, like, maybe more heated than I thought it would be after a preseason game. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing a little juice to the, to the mic. But, like, they stunk in this game, and they stunk in this game that felt so familiar and predictable. They were bad on defense. The offense just didn't—the the offense is supposed to be like, okay, we'll shoot with them. Couldn't shoot with them. Like, they scored 58 in the first half. That's enough points, right? Or, like—but it wasn't. They weren't there because they gave up 70. 70. This team was supposed to be taking some steps forwards in some areas that they haven't. You want the offense to play a little better? I thought Jeremy Grant looked good. I thought Ant looked good. But the offense hasn't taken a step forward where it's gonna be where it looks like this elite unit that could carry a, a terrible defense. They look kind of, I guess, meh on offense and awful again on defense, and that's a problem. In the past, I would have brushed this off. Now I say it is going to be a rocky start. And it reminded me of two things. It reminded me of one, just like last season where I did brush this off, and I was like, nah, I'm, not, I'm not too worried. And I learned my lesson. And it reminded me of Joe Cronin sitting there at media day when he said, early on in the season, we're not going to judge this team by wins and losses. We're going to judge this team by togetherness. Does that sound like an NBA GM that's like thinks this team's going to win a bunch of games early in the season. They knew. They knew. They knew they were they knew they were behind. They knew this was an unfinished product. They knew this team that's not deep enough. That's what I thought of. I thought of an NBA GM maybe saying, "Yeah, this team I have isn't good enough yet." And then them looking not good enough yet. This isn't like I don't mean to like the Blazers aren't going to be like awful or whatever. They're going to be one of the bottom 3 teams in the West, but like this doesn't look Currently, right now, as we enter the final couple days of preseason, this does not look like a competitive basketball team in terms of, like, pushing for fourth, fifth in the West, right? They don't look like a competitive basketball team pushing for anything but the play-in. And tonight, against a play-in-level team, they looked a step below that, a rung below the play-in. That's what they looked like tonight. Sometimes you got to call a spade a spade. Plenty of season left, all of those caveats, all of those obvious things, uh, you know, it's one bad night, but where am I, where, other than like a few good minutes in the second quarter against the Clippers, where I thought they played fine, Uh, you know, I thought they didn't start great, but they, they kind of found the rhythm early in that first preseason game against the Clippers, what am I supposed to point to, to be excited about this team in preseason? I want to find it. And here's my other big issue. They finish up preseason on Tuesday night against the Warriors, and we're just not going to learn anything in that game. I wouldn't be surprised if most of the Blazers' regulars sit, and the Warriors played their regulars real minutes tonight in their preseason game, so they're not going to play anybody on Tuesday. So even if the Blazers do play their regulars, they're not going to be facing Steph and Clay and et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) Certainly not Draymond either, but like, uh, it's... This was the game. This was a dress rehearsal against a low-level Western Conference team to get right, look competitive, find some stuff, find five, six minutes of good basketball to point to, and they didn't have it. So now what can I point to? I can point to five or six minutes of really bad basketball. I can point to 24 minutes of really bad basketball and say, yeesh, yeesh. I don't know if, like, no panic mode or whatever, because, like, my expectations for this team is that they're, like, a, on the play, a play-in level team. But they didn't even look that good. Locate the panic button in your home or wherever you're listening to this podcast because you may need to press it here in the near future. Hey, but at least we know who's starting at small forward. Let's talk about that in the second segment. Josh Hart's going to be your starting small forward on opening night. What does that that mean for the Blazers moving forward? We'll talk about that in segment number two. But first, let me tell you about LinkedIn. Look, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. They got simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to. Faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Let's talk a little about Josh Hart. It was reported first by the Oregonians Aaron Fentress that Josh Hart won the starting job, and then today in Sacramento, Chauncey Billups confirmed it. Josh Hart is your starting small forward on opening night. That means when the Blazers take the floor. Dame Ant Josh Hart, Jeremy Grant, and Yusuf Nurkic are going to be coming out of in Sacramento, back in this state, same building against the same team with the same group. Don't give up 70 again. You're That's it. He's your guy. I'll say this, and I've been consistent on the podcast, so I want to say it again here. Josh Hart is the Blazers fifth best player, and that lineup puts your five best players on the floor, and often, or at least sometimes, there is there is just a comfort in saying, I want to put my five best dudes out on the court. I thought this would be the closing lineup because, again, five best dudes out on the court. Josh Hart is a competitive defender. He's He's got some playmaking skills. He can handle a little bit. He's an excellent rebounder, excellent in transition, all of those things. I do not love him as a starter because I don't think you get the most out of Josh Hart as a starter. What Josh Hart can really do is he can pass He can run pick and rolls, and he can be a secondary playmaker type on a team, on a starting group that's going to play Dame and Ant and Jeremy Grant. He's, you know, he's just not going to have the ball as much. He's not a spacer, like he's not a not a shooter and a spacer. He's not going to bomb away from three. He's a relatively reluctant shooter. If there's a knock on Josh Hart is that he doesn't shoot enough from deep, like, and he's not an elite shooter. So it's sure, like I, you get why he doesn't. He's got other skills on offense. It just seems to me his skill set would be better suited on the bench. I've been saying it a bunch. If you are married to starting Damon Ant, which the Blazers absolutely are, and even if you like don't start Ant, like you know, I, I hear y'all always, uh, every every Blazer fan has had has come has come or come returned to or whatever the maybe Anthony Simon should come off the bench thing. You you know if you're if you're a real one you you uh, thought about it returned to came back from abandoned the CJ should come off the bench thing and now you're redoing it every Simons, and you're you're really you're really appreciating the the place giving you this opportunity to run this exercise again in your brain but like even if you even if you bring a an ant off the bench They're still going to play him 35 minutes a night. It doesn't really solve anything. It only solves the first sub pattern in the first half. Like it doesn't really solve the problem. You're not going to keep Ant off the floor at the end of game. So again, it doesn't really, it doesn't really get to the nature of the problem. Although like you could argue it would slightly improve the rotations at the end of the first and beginning of the second quarters and the end of the third and beginning of the fourth quarter. Sure, sure. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. But it doesn't really solve the problem. Josh Hart, on the other hand, seems to exasperate that exact problem because he, hes it's not another ball handler on the court. Like, it's another ball handler on the court, and then your second unit has less ball handlers. I think Justice Winslow was a slightly better compliment because of his defense and his size. In theory... You wanted this to be Nazir Little. I was saying all summer, I thought this was going to be Nas because when he left off last year, before he hurt his shoulder, he was balling. He was shooting the ball better. He was playing really good individual defense. He's a he's a pretty darn good rebounder on both ends when he's got it going. He just hasn't looked, looked like that type of player. He has not looked like a starting caliber player in preseason. You totally understand why Chauncey Phillips isn't comfortable starting Nas. You wanted it to be him. In theory, there was an open competition. He didn't win it. I never thought Justice Winslow had a serious shot at it, but he's certainly been better than Nas and looked better in the starting group. Um, Nas hasn't had a real chance to play with that group, to be honest, like in his, to be honest. But he just, he hasn't quite had it. And and then Winslow looked better there. Winslow looked fine there as well. I would probably rather start Winslow than Josh Hart. Although, you know, I think Josh Hart's enough better than him that like you, what you lose, like the trade off maybe isn't the same. You wanted this to be Nas. You wanted him to steal it and I'm I you want him to take this starting spot, and I am certain that inside Blazers HQ um, what is it inside one center court, 22 Drexler Drive? They probably wish it was Nazir Little too. It's better for the health of the franchise if this guy entering year four, you know, a rookie that you drafted entering year four is like ready to be a starter. That's better for like the general health of the franchise. He 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 hasn't looked it. Uh, you hope in the regular season when you hit the regular season, he steals it back and 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 demands that starting role, and it becomes a, a true competition. But on night one, it's going to be Josh Hart. I think it's okay to play your five best players. But there are real defensive limitations. You don't have plus length with Josh Hart. You have a competent defender, but you don't have plus length at the forward positions. Nas has you know he has enough wingspan and size and strength that like you have some plus length with him and Jeremy Grant at the forward spots. Ideally, that would be the move. Uh, even Jess Winslow gives you a little more wingspan than Josh Hart. Josh Hart's tough and good, and I like him. Like I'm legitimately a big fan of his game. I just think he's better suited off the bench. And I think the Blazers problems are exacerbated. This was always going to be what I thought the team would close games with. So maybe I'm getting like, I'm missing the forest for the trees here by saying like, I thought this was going to be the team that played the last eight minutes. So I should just like be okay with it being also the lineup that plays the first eight minutes. But I don't think it's even a bad choice by Chauncey. I just think it's another thing that underscores some of the challenges with this roster. You better hope when Gary Payton is back and healthy, He's, he is a real savior, real wing stopper because, boy, do they appear to need it. Uh, and perhaps when GP comes back, they can rethink all of the rotations or at least the sort of basic who starts at small forward question. And hopefully Nazir Little makes it a thing you can debate, like makes it a thing where it's like, hey, he deserves to play because right now I don't think it's a debate. I think you're playing your five best players because he looks good. And sometimes that's just what the coach is left to do. I'm still heated. Clearly. Let's talk about two-way contracts. The Blazers cut some guys, waived some guys from training camp contracts, uh, at the end of last week on Friday and they opened this game with a new look. And I think Chauncey Billups basically told us if there are two, two way spots, who's getting them. Let's talk about that in the second or in the third segment to close the show. But first let me tell you about bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, whatever it is, you're going to find it on bet online right now. We're in the heart of football season, college football all Saturday, NFL football all Sunday long more lines, more props, more odds on all of all things gridiron. If you don't want to bet on that, NBA futures and soon, 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 NBA regular season games, you can bet on hockey, you can bet on soccer, you can bet on tennis, golf, combat sports, whatever it is, you're going to find it on Online. so don't wait. Head on over to there today. That's BetOnline.net, where the game starts. Still a pass first point guard. I'm still Mike Richmond, and you are still listening to Locked. On Blazers. Okay, I got a little a little heated about the Blazers preseason. They haven't looked good. I was hope I was hoping that they would look better, and I want to. Um, I'm sure many of you are frustrated, and I I I, I share those frustrations uh, to at least to some extent. But let's talk a little newsy roster stuff. On Friday, the Blazers uh, announced that they had waived camp invitees Devonte Kaycock and Wesley Owundu. They had also waived former two-way player Brandon Williams who had one of the two-way spots the Blazers uh, now have two open a little bit of surprise about Brandon Williams you know he was they signed him to a multi-year contract last year two-way spots are always non-guaranteed they don't count against the salary cap they're specifically kind of like end of the bench guys you can take a flyer on and then cut loose at any time Uh, Brandon Williams is good at driving to the rim and getting his own he's not he doesn't doesn't necessarily see his teammates with a lot of enthusiasm and he's not much of a shooter. He's a scoring downhill point guard, um, on a, in another roster and another time, it made sense to keep him. Do you need another offense only and like a non shooter and a non playmaker type of Brandon Williams on this particular roster? No, I'm not surprised they cut him. I mean, I'm, I'm in general, I was surprised when I saw it, but like taking in context, no, it's not particularly surprising. Um, uh, I think he has enough like juice and wiggle to be a really uh, killer in the G League, uh, and and like a borderline NBA dude on the right roster because he has he can get to the rim on his own like and and being able to get to the rim with the ball in your hands is an is an NBA skill and he's he's close to there it's it's the shooting and a little bit lack of playmaking and obviously he's not much of a defensive player but I think on like for what his prototype is just like the lack of playmaking lack of shooting are really things that hold him back that means there are three folks who are. Up for the Blazers' last two-way spots. To be clear, the Blazers have a 14th roster spot, um, or they have a 15th roster spot. They're carrying 14 NBA contracts. Conceivably, they could sign someone to the 15th roster spot. I don't think they'll do that. I think you just keep it open. You sign a couple two-way guys, and if one of them earns it, if like Olivier Saar, if he earns it, then you sign him to a to a full NBA contract, or you just keep that roster spot open for trades. And you know, I'm flexibility also staying under, they're like right against the the luxury tax line. They're not going to go over it um, for a team of this quality. So um, it's, it's just not going to happen. They're going to carry 14. So that means there's three, three guys for two spots. If you watch the game tonight, you know who they're going to assuming the Blazers keep both. They don't have to keep both. It would be stupid for them not to keep both. I think they should. And I think they will. I don't think Joe Cronin is stupid. Um, I think he's putting a stamp on things. He's getting his guys. Uh, Olivier Sar is going to get one of them. He's been fine. Like, and he was ahead of Drew Eubanks in the rotation tonight. Um, he's been like, he's probably been better than Eubanks in preseason. Big dude, athlete, some shooting hype, some shooting potential, definitely some, some athleticism on defense and some sense of, you know, block, shot blocking sense, like, Um, I I have in terms of like emergency third center types, I've been intrigued by Olivier Saar, what he brings on that. end. I think he's a lock lock to get one of the two way spots. And the second one seems to be pretty clearly going to Isaiah Miller, a six foot point guard out of UNCG, uh, Jared Roden in this game, he's six, six wing out of Seton hall DNPCD. That is a did not play coach's decision in the dress rehearsal game. One of the training camp dudes didn't play. The other one did, um, Isaiah Miller is small but he gets after it on defense. I spoke to an NBA scout who was at a Blazer game last week and you know I was just kind of getting getting uh, their sense on on guys I hadn't seen, you know, end of the bench guys like because this is, you know, someone who's who watches NBA college level prospects for for a living. Just kind of get a sense. I said, "You think Isaiah Miller is an NBA player?" I said, "No, but he's an NBA defender." Like, he has he has an NBA skill right now, and it's playing defense. Uh, if you're going to choose, like, on this particular roster, what do you take a flyer on? A, someone who can defend at an NBA level and needs to tighten up some other skills makes more sense. I think Isaiah Miller is your other two-way guy. I I did not think... Uh, I thought Sarr seemed to be the obvious choice, like, just the way that the roster... the way the two-way contracts were structured. Didn't think Isaiah Miller was going to make this team. Didn't think a six-foot point guard was going to make this team because I thought they already had one in Brandon Williams. Watching him talking to you know someone who's in the building who does this professionally, I think it's Isaiah Miller. Uh, It's not going to play very much, but if two way guys are you know you you throw a dart and see if it works. Miller's twenty four, so he's not like he has like a ton of upside, but he's you know he's someone who hasn't who hasn't had a chance yet. Blazers can give him a chance. They can hope that that defensive acumen shows up and he becomes a force to some extent. And uh, if they need him, like he's like an emergency point guard, that's what his role will be. If they need an emergency point guard, at least they got one. They would have one to call on. So I think it's going to be Miller. And I think it's going to be SAR for your last two-way spots. Uh, yeah, th- this is like, this isn't the thing that changes the game, but if SAR is an NBA player that you like find on a two-way spot and can convert, that's good end of the bench, good bargain hunting, good stuff. Like, the Blazers need to get the bargains right, and if they find one in Sar, and I think they might have found something like an emergency third center in Sar and an emergency third point guard in Miller. Good, good, good bargain hunting. That's right. We're ending the show on a positive on a night that felt like there weren't a lot of them. Sheesh. come on, Blazies. <laughs> Why you got to do me like that? This was supposed to be Monday's show. This Monday, October tenth show. Supposed to be starting the week, hyped about what we saw, and other. I, I'm, I am. Uh not not hyped. <laughs> I'm trying not to overreact because like I it's like the difference is like I thought they were gonna be like a kind of a mediocre team with some upside, and they kind of look like a mediocre team with not much upside. We got more shows this week. We'll keep rolling along. Uh Blazers played Tuesday night against the Warriors. We'll talk about that one on Wednesday show. We got a couple more player preview shows to roll out, one more player preview show to roll out. We will uh we'll do over-unders this week on season predictions fun week ahead five days a week wherever you get podcasts make sure you check it out Uh, it's available however you're listening to this now it's available every day in that application so check us out subscribe tell your pals second listen make it locked on fantasy basketball josh lloyd's killing it he's he's as good as they get uh covering fantasy hoops if you want to win your league or you're interested in learning more about the nba josh has you covered available on all platforms also on youtube i appreciate you listening